In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Hey guys, welcome to this week's edition of Welcome to Madlanta. We appreciate you guys making us your weekly destination to catch up with some of our favorite uh, Atlanta and Georgia guests, both past and present. Let's not waste any time. Let's get to this week's edition of Welcome to Madlanta. All right, really happy to have the voice of the Braves, one of our favorite guys, Ben Ingram, joining us here as we get a little playoff preview for the Braves on Welcome to Madlanta. Now, Ben, you and I talked in March, and we had all this, like, what we thought this grand plan for what this season was going to look like with the return of Mike Soroka and, and Acuna's MVP chase and Ozuna was going to back up a silver slugger and like all those plans fell apart. You and I talked again in July and I think it was right before the trade deadline and we said, we'll see what Alex does and maybe we'll talk again at the end of the season to see how it worked out. Like you've done this now for a while. This has been one of the strangest roller coaster seasons I can ever remember. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of fun to look back and see how many times that I was wrong <laughs> and we were all wrong about things. Uh, because you, it, the funny thing is you get where you wanted, but the route taken was very, I mean, way around the way. Humongous detour from what you thought this would be. And I know this much. I mean, it might be cliche. We were all going to say it. But if you told me that they'd go without Soroka and Ozuna and Darno for half the year and Acuna for half the year and uh, the injuries to some of the pitchers earlier in the season, I'd have said this team finishes in fourth place. And this team had some major decisions to make at the trade deadline. And, and the interesting thing about that is I, I really think that you could have made a strong case for either path at the trade deadline, buying or selling. Uh, I think you could have made a very convincing uh, pass at, 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 at being a seller at the deadline, which is crazy. I mean, they were in a place where it, if if things hadn't gone well in this one particular series versus the Mets, remember they had a doubleheader, and then they played, I want to say, four games in three days. Uh, yep. If things hadn't gone well there, that could have turned Alex and his crew the other way, and things went okay there, and that gave them enough confidence to say, well, let's go get Jock Peterson, and let's see what happens there and make the move. And the moves that took place, and it's just so amazing to hit on that many moves because I think we went into the deadline thinking, okay, if you're going to buy, this isn't one or two trades. You probably need to make at least maybe even four deals, three or four deals, and who pulls off four deals of the trade deadline and then furthermore hits on all of them? And that's exactly <laughs> what happened. So that's, that's the crazy thing about what got them where they are right now in my book. I, I, yeah, I agree with what you just said. The jock move was interesting hearing Alex talk about that now in retrospect. He made it very clear. Now, he had nothing to lose making that move. And frankly, the haul that he got, he didn't give up a bunch. But we'll talk more about that in a minute. Getting jock. He said, I wanted to show the, the clubhouse that we're not going to be sellers. And maybe he meant it at the time. Who knows? They would have, maybe they would have flipped Jock if things wouldn't have gone well for two weeks. But Freddie Freeman talked about that last, uh, last night. And Alex said, I wanted to show them what we were going to do. And we believed in what they were going to still be able to accomplish. So I thought the timing of the Jock move at the All-Star break said a lot. 
It let them put one foot in, didn't it? You know, it wasn't a full commitment. What they got to do was grab a player, see what happens, and let's see how this turns out for the next two weeks. And if we want to go both feet in, fine, we'll go make some moves. If not, like you mentioned, you could have turned Jock around. You had Charlie Mort, which could have brought you a lot of value. You had some other pitchers as well that could have had some, some pretty significant value had you traded them. So I thought it was a smart move because it let you just put one foot in. And you had the benefit of being in a division that wasn't very good. Nobody took off. We kept waiting for somebody to take off and leave the Braves, and that never happened. And I don't think you have to apologize for that. That's just how it went. Uh, it, sure, the the, the, um, the the National League West has two 100-game winners. That's really impressive. But I don't think that really diminishes what the Braves did. You can't help that one of the other four teams didn't take off. And you play the, the hand that you were dealt. And you it, it landed in, in a good favor for you to where you were able to make some deals, hold on, and, and have a little bit more time. And, and that worked out. So when it comes to what this team accomplishes moving down the road, I can't wait to see that. But I will keep going back to the trade deadline and – what this team was before and after and the, the complexion of the team and the clubhouse before and after because I don't I can't really remember a scenario quite like that it's very unique here's the other part of this that I would love to hear what is being said in New York and in Philadelphia these two teams with these bottomless budgets who both said we're going to spend and spend and spend and they had their chance to bury the Braves multiple times, as you said. Somebody could have pulled away. Uh, you know, the Mets had injuries. So did the Braves. The Phillies had injuries. So did the Braves. Yet they left the door cracked open. And, Ben, I would say to both of those franchises, are the Braves going to be this banged up again in the near future? Uh, even if they are, what's the likelihood that your organization will fill your holes the way Alex Anthopoulos will fill theirs? They missed a chance to, to bury the Braves. And, again, I don't know if that's going to happen in the next several years. Yeah, that's a good point. If, if I'm one of those franchises, I'm banging my head against the wall right now. I'm so frustrated because it's not just you had a chance to bury the Braves. You had a chance to knock them off the pedestal that they've been on for the last three years. I mean, this is a team that you have been gunning at for the last three years. You've had to go through Atlanta in order to get what you want. Nobody's been able to do that. And now you have a year like this, uh, almost a, an outlier year compared to the last three years where you really had your chance and you didn't make it happen. Those teams spent a ton of money. The Mets in spring training practiced celebrating winning the World Series. You remember that? Mm -hmm. at, 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 at spring training, they had a, a day at St. Lucie where they ran out onto the field God. and celebrated. Oh. And it's just <laughs> that's what they thought was going to take place. So to have this opportunity to have the Braves have all the injuries that they have had and you still didn't win, now I go into this thinking, okay, well, they still won in spite of all these injuries. Now next season, they're going to be even stronger. They'll have Mike Soroka back. They'll have Ronald Acuna back. They'll have all these guys that uh, were, were missing time this season. And this was our chance. Next year will probably be even more difficult to knock them off. Uh, because they're going to go into the off season, I'm sure everybody's going to be trying to get better, including the Braves. But they'll be the Braves will be healthier. Um, I think that when it comes to all that, I'd really be frustrated with where I am as a Mets, Phillies, uh, or even a Nationals person, but especially the Matt, the, the Mets and the Phillies, just because you missed a golden opportunity to get in there uh, over a team that had won it three years in a row. Ben, I'm going to make you a comp here, and it's not exactly apples to apples, but I think there's something here. Two years ago, the Nats were 19 and 31, and the rest of us buried them. Heck, inside their own organization in that city, they were having the same talks about do we trade Max Scherzer then? And there were all kinds of talks about breaking that thing up. They got right, they made some moves, and we saw what happened in the postseason. It's again, it's not exactly the same, but 
there are some similarities to the Braves being eight games out in June, still six out in late July, making the moves they made, having the top two, like the Red Hot, Morton, and Freed, that like maybe there is something that, that can be you know uh, compared with those two runs. I think so, and, and I'll give you another comparison as well. If you remember that Nats team, it wasn't just where they were in May and June, and then they pulled out of it. That team won eight straight to finish the season. They went into the postseason red hot. Well, the Braves have won nine of their last ten. And, look, I don't expect uh, the A lineup or even the B lineup tonight versus the Mets. Uh, you got an opportunity to rest some guys. But what I'm getting at is, is the Braves have had – their best month, their best two-week stretch of the season here towards the end. So seeing them uh, really tick up in the second half of the season but also finish on a really high note, winning a bunch of games in a row, I think that's going to carry over. I think they have a lot of confidence going into the postseason. I I feel like the Braves this year are similar, uh, another team for 2019, a similar feel to where the Cardinals were when they faced the Braves two years ago. Uh, The Braves went into that series with all the uh, the pressure. They had won 90 Seven games, I want to say it was. Cardinals won the division. They weren't a team that too many people were talking about, but they had a lot of postseason experience, and they won in five games. I think for the Braves, sitting here on 86 wins, uh, they're not going to be a 90-win team. They go into this thing with really uh, without any pressure. I think the pressure is all on Milwaukee. We've been talking about Milwaukee's rotation and their bullpen and 90-something wins, and they could go head-to-head with their top three pitchers against the Dodgers or the Giants. All the pressure is on them. And I think that puts the Braves in a really good situation going into this postseason. That's very similar uh, to the comparison that you made to where the Nationals were two years ago as a wild card team with potential uh, playing well. But I don't think too many people gave them much of a thought because they had failed so many times in the postseason. And then they go to the World Series and the rest is history. So I'm hoping that you get a similar run for the Braves this year. It does feel like this could be a season that sets up well for them in the postseason. Well, and one more part of that was they beat the what everybody thought was going to be the unbeatable Dodgers. So, yeah, there is there is something to that. Yes, we're brought to you by the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. It's kind of my go-to. I'm a little bit lucky. I live in Woodstock, so I'm right around the corner to downtown Woodstock on Main Street to see the Daily Draft, which I've told you many times, it's the ultimate sports bar experience, not your father's sports bar. You're talking wall-to-wall flat screen, self-serve taps, craft bar, chef-inspired menu. And with sizzling plays ahead, if you're planning on tailgating both this summer or this fall, maybe you're going to MBS or Athens or on the flats, or you're hosting a game night at your home, check out the Daily Draft's newest menu edition, the Tailgate Box. Yes, you can enjoy their wings, boneless wings, a couple of sides, a bag of popcorn, and of course, their homemade jumbo cookies. Now, these are pre-order only. You can go to the uh, thedailydraft.net or give them a call at the Daily Draft to get the pre-orders in. If you're also looking for a new place to grab lunch during the week or even order on Uber Eats, check out the Daily Draft. They have a great lunch lineup for only 11 bucks Monday through Friday from 11.30 till 3.30. Again, go to thedailydraft.net or you can check them out on Facebook or Instagram. The Daily Draft, a unique experience from the moment you walk through the door, a walk-up window to order drinks from the sidewalk, craft beer bar, pool tables, darts, wall-to-wall flat screens. You won't miss a single second of the game. Go check them out today at The Daily Draft. 
In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. I want to ask you about the experience in a minute, but as we record this on Friday, Braves had just won the the NL East last night. So the snit gets a good opportunity now to really kind of play with his lineup the joke on the, the day after winning the east is the hangover lineup whoever's least hung over so you get a chance to get freddie a game or two off you got hit with a hundred mile an hour fastball on the elbow get him some treatment and get him off his feet the same thing with some of your bullpen guys how big of a deal do you think that is even with the time they'll have up between monday and the game itself game one next friday I think it's huge. I think you get to, number one, show up to the ballpark without any stress or pressure. I mean, this thing's done. You took care of business. Uh, you got the job done. Now you get to do whatever you want for the next three days. If there's a guy that needs some ABs, may I think about Jock Peterson. Jock has been used strictly off the bench for the most part over the last two weeks. He had a start or two on the road trip. But you can throw him in the lineup. Uh, for, the, for three days in a row, let him get four ABs every single night. To me, this is an opportunity to get a few tune-ups here and there before you get into the thing. So uh, I think taking care of business versus the Phillies took a ton of pressure off of Snit. And I asked them about this before the game yesterday. And I said, how much uh, – I mean, I know you want to win this thing and go ahead and get it done and celebrate and all that. But is the next best thing what you get to do with your lineup for three days versus the Mets? He said 100%. Uh, we'd be able to do whatever we needed to do. Uh, we wouldn't have to ride guys that we've been riding really hard. And he's done that. I mean, he, he's ridden this infield extremely hard. They played about every single day. That bullpen, I know he laid off of Will Smith in the second game of the series versus the Phillies. But outside of that, he and the other guys towards the back end of the rotation, or the uh, back end of the bullpen, have been ridden pretty hard down the stretch. And they wanted that. Uh, they, those guys wanted to be in there. They wanted to wrap this thing up. And now that they've done that, you can throw whomever you want to out there in the bullpen. And if you win, great. If you lose, no big deal. I don't think anybody really cares about the outcome of tonight's ball game. You'd like to, to win another game or two before you finish this thing up. Uh, but either way, it, it's a great chance for them to line things up, have guys on proper rest. And I think more than anything, Snit can go to these guys and say, what do you want to do? Um, rather than here's what we need from you to win these games. Now he can say, do you want to play one game? Do you need a, a few more ABs? Do you want to be off the bench all three games? Whatever you want to do and let those players dictate what they need going into this weekend and furthermore into next week. And it really is a tremendous luxury for the team. Ben, you brought up experience, and I do think that is a big deal. It doesn't mean the inexperienced team in the postseason can't get hot, but the Braves have been now through just about everything in these last four years from being the mighty underdog in 18 to the Dodgers to the twists and turns of the Cardinal series to you know last year's weirdness of playing in a pseudo-bubble, having a 3-1 lead. Like They've been through all this stuff. I don't know, and I don't want to jinx this, but I don't know there's a scenario they haven't seen yet in the postseason. I, that's got to matter, right? I think it does. And then furthermore, think about this. Think about the guy you're going to throw out there in game one. I mean, you assume it's Charlie Morton. And while he doesn't have postseason experience with the Braves, he's got tons of postseason experience. He was in the World Series last year. He won a World Series with the Astros. 
I can't think of a better guy to run out there in that situation, especially on the road, than Charlie Morton. And I'd assume that the Brewers are going to go with Corbin Burns. And while he might win the Cy Young, a really good pitcher, he's 26 years old. There's no guarantee that he goes out there and just dominates in the little postseason experience that he has had. So um, I, I love the fact that you've got a core of guys who have been there before with the Braves, and then you're going to send out a pitcher who has been there on the brightest stage multiple times uh, with, with the Rays, with the Astros, and Charlie Borden. I think that goes a long way. And, and I think more than anything, it helps slow things down. I've ta- you talk to players, and especially pitchers, and it seems like the, the most challenging thing is when the game starts to spiral out of control or things aren't going their way, the game speeds up. Well, that in the postseason is amplified times 100. I mean, you walk a guy in the second inning, and all of a sudden there's a rally going. I mean, it's a, it, it really can speed up quickly. Having that experience helps everybody calm down, helps everybody focus. Um, I, I think if you go back to 2018, 2019, things are probably moving at the speed of light for those guys uh, on that stage for the very first time at such young ages. Now that they've done it, I, I think they go into to Milwaukee feeling very calm and knowing that there's no situation that they can't handle and thrive in and doing all that behind Charlie Borton that goes a long way. So if they are able to win that series, um, there are lots of things that would need to go into that, you know, two out base hits and your bullpen and starting pitching. But I think the experience uh, would be a big part of them succeeding in those uh, feats that would need to, to take place in order for them to win a series. Well, I like that point and a couple, a couple of things. So I looked it up a few days back. While Burns and Woodruff and Peralta have had several appearances in the postseason, the three of them have combined for only three starts. So that's just a different animal. Like, you know, the line from For Love of the Game is that's the loneliest place in the world in the center of that diamond when things are going so fast in the postseason, your heart rate can't slow down. Morton and Freed. God, this is going to sound weird. Like, it's not Schilling Johnson the way they carried Arizona, but, Ben, the way they pitched the last two months, I don't know that there's a hotter duo and a duo that I would think would be more calm in that spot. Like, that is your angle to having those two guys just put you on their back and give you seven innings and outing and, and, you know, limit the exposure to the bullpen, help the offense not have to score a ton. Like, you can win a significant amount in the postseason if those two continue this ridiculous run. Yeah, you can. And the numbers back that up, Matt. I mean, I look at what these guys have done since the All-Star break. I think Freed's got the lowest ERA in the National League since in that span. He's got like a 154 ERA. Morton's not that far behind. Um, these are two guys that expect to not only win, they expect to go deep in ball games, and you'd love to have that in the postseason. I think about the other day in game one versus the Phillies, and we all knew how big this series was. What, what were the Phillies going to come out with? And they had back-to-back singles to get things going in the first inning, and it's, it's looking like, okay, well, they're ready to play. They, here they come. And, and Charlie is calm and, and as collected as he can, just kind of takes a stroll off the mound, goes to the next pitch. He's so good at doing that. He's so good at putting the last pitch behind him, going to the next one. And he executes. He gets out of the inning. They don't score. And the Phillies really didn't do much the rest of the series, which is really weird to say because it sounds like a tone was set in one half inning that resonated through the rest of the series. But that's how, that's what good pitching can do. That's what good pitching and defense can do. Those two guys, in my opinion, when things were, were down, when things weren't good in, in June and July, you thought to yourself, okay, well, at least you have Charlie going tonight. Or you'd say, well, Max is coming up in the rotation. So you, you felt like those two guys could steady things, right the ship, and try to get back on track. Then once things started to, to go well, and, and you're getting good starts out of Ian Anderson or Wascari Noah or, or whomever, then it was, 
oh, well, well, we're going well, but we also have Max going tomorrow night. That's a win. Or you got Charlie coming up. You're going to win that ball game. That's what aces do. They end losing streaks. They continue winning streaks. And they're the guys that you look forward to in the rotation to, to really anchor the team. And those two guys were such a vital part of this team doing what they did in the second half of the season. They couldn't have done it with just one of them. Uh, it had to be the both of them. And, and they were enormous, and they pitched like aces down the stretch. And I furthermore feel like that can be infectious to the other pitchers. I think that raises the standard. I think that raises the bar for a Noah and for two and for Smiley and uh, whomever else, uh, Ian Anderson, you want to throw in there. Uh, and they realize we, we need to do that and do our part because that's what these guys are doing. And uh, Ian looked really good in that final game versus the Phillies. But um, I, I think those two guys set a tone not only for the other pitchers but for the team itself. And th- those are two really good ones to have one and two once you get to the postseason. Folks, let me ask you a question. When it comes to dealing with experts – Don't you know they've got your best interest in mind? Think about somebody in the medical profession as opposed to you diagnosing yourself. You would never do that. When when it comes to insurance, I would think, yeah, you can go shop your own rates, but don't you want the professionals to do it for you, the experts? Well, I'm talking about the Rhodes Group. My friend Clayton Rhodes and the great folks at the Rhodes Group, they did that for me, and you should know. You should be shopping your rates or having pros do it each and every year because the rates change so much when I'm talking about home or car insurance. You could be saving a bundle if you have professionals like the Rhodes Group shopping for you. They did just that, and they saved me a couple of thousand dollars a year with home and car insurance combined. You can be the next to save a bunch of money with the Rhodes Group. I want you to go to their website. It's Rhodes-Group.com. It's spelled R-H-O-A-D-S-Group.com. Or follow me on Real Matt Land on Twitter. You'll see the link. You can click over and have them give you 10 quotes in 10 minutes at the Rhodes Group. Locally owned great bunch of folks who are professionals when it comes to finding you the best rates go to roads-group.com have them shop your rates they'll give you 10 quotes in 10 minutes at the roads group support for extra 1063 comes from natural body spa and skin remedy celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in store and online you can discover mother's day and anniversary presents online at natural body spa and skin remedy at naturalbody.com Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash john. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Do you have a guess? Like, we all assume Ian's going to get the ball in game three, which would be Monday in Atlanta. Do you think the series will have a factor on game four? I know some managers don't don't love bringing a guy back on short rest for the first time in the postseason, but would that be Lascar if it's 2-1 Braves, or would that be Charlie on short rest? That's it's the only reason, by the way, Ben, that I've been like, I, I, you can't go wrong with either Max or, or Charlie starting game one. But with the notion that maybe bringing one of them back if you had to, because of Max's age um, and, you know, just fewer innings, all that kind of stuff, I just think Morton, or excuse me, Max might make more sense if you do have the option of bringing somebody back short. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, I guess that depends on how you use them game one and two. If, if it is Max in game one, uh, then bringing him back on short rest would make some sense. If he goes game two, 
I, I don't know. I think they'd be more willing to go with Charlie Morton, but I do think the series could dictate it because there's a couple of trains of thought there. I mean, if you're up 2-1, you could say, okay, let, let me have, let me let one of my aces, Charlie, uh, get proper rest. We'll throw Enoa or whomever and, and see how things go. But the other train of thought is, what if Charlie Morton walks into the clubhouse and says, I don't want to go back to Milwaukee for a fifth game in case we lose game four. Give me the ball. I feel good. I feel competent. Uh, I don't mind going on three days rest. I think at that point, Snit would say, all right, let's go for it. And if you lose, then you could have Max there for game five. Right. Uh, and, and it's interesting to talk about these things because I think we all feel like it, it could be and it should be one of those series. It's hard to imagine this series is a sweep. I mean, both of these teams are pretty good. Um, and, and I'm, I, I feel like if you're going to win this series, if you could get it done in four, that would be tremendous. But it feels like you would need to win a fifth game on the road um, because I, I think these two teams are so evenly matched. But though, in other words, those are the two guys that you're strategizing for because depending on what the series is, these are the guys that I want. Uh, in, in, in a in a clinching situation or a back against the wall situation, I need my guys out there. So uh, I could see I could see them being up to one and and them saying, "Let's go for this thing. We don't want to get back on a plane and go to Milwaukee. Let's throw Charlie on three days rest." Yeah, uh, we've all talked about the Will Smith thing a lot. I'm looking for signs of encouragement, and as much as he makes us all, Kranitz was funny during the celebration. He's like, I've gotten grayer. Snit would have lost more hair if he had any, like about what <laughs> Will does. But you do have to respect the, the fact that he didn't buckle in San Diego, right? Now he, he gave up the home run to Tatis in the suspended game, but the bases loaded jam that he got himself into, he got out of, right? The thing with the Phillies, the same thing, he got out of. What I loved is, and, and I, it's, it was spoiling in the clincher to watch him throw eight pitches, all strikes, and just look lights out. So, maybe that's an encouraging sign he'll get probably one more you know just ramp up before the postseason like you know the, the nerves will be worked up you at least have to credit that much of it he'll drive us crazy but for the most part it looks like he can slow his heart rate down and not let that get him yeah the, the thing in san diego was the craziest thing i've seen in a while i mean i, I don't remember a, a save situation where you walk three and strike out three I and mean, that's right out of you know, a movie or something like that but that's Will Smith, and and for people who would say, well, they got to try somebody else out. Here's my thing: this is this is who you are. I mean, what like it or not, I mean, this is the guy that you you chose and you signed, and that's his role on this team. And yeah, more times than not, a lot more times than not, he's gotten the job done. And it, it would be great to have uh, you know a role as Chapman type one two three closer, Craig Kimball or whomever. I mean, have some guy throwing 100 miles an hour. When you get to the ninth, you want swing and miss stuff. And I, Will has made a few adjustments that have given him more swing and miss stuff lately. I mean, we saw that in San Diego. We saw that in the two games in Philadelphia. I think that the trouble that he got into in the first game versus Philadelphia, I can't put on his plate just because of the error by Eddie Rosario in left field. But a lot of these other jams have been jams that he created himself. So he's made some good adjustments. This is who your guy is. You're not going to all of a sudden say, okay, well, let's – Let's demote him and let's give Tyler Magic that job here on October the 1st. That's just not going to happen. Um, what I do like that he's doing is, I mean, he's a big guy and he's an intimidating guy. And he's done a, a much better job on his fastball of getting more on top. He's only going to throw 93-94, 
But when he gets on top of that fastball, everything has downward action. Everything's coming down that plane rather than coming right there belt high. And, and that can really enhance a fastball, even one that's 93, 94, so long as you're pounding the bottom of the zone and getting that angle. I think that's the biggest change for him over the last few weeks that I've seen. Uh, and, and still using the slider, but not relying on it and falling in love with it and uh, giving up the home run like he gave up to Donovan Solano there in, in, San, in uh, San Francisco. That was just crushing. Um, so he's definitely going to be your guy, and I expect drama in the postseason. <laughs> I expect there to be some high-stress situations because that's what we've seen all year. It's hard for me to expect that not to be the case in the postseason. We saw it over 162, but – uh, that's the guy that you have, and, and they're going to continue to operate the exact same way that they have, I feel. And I love your point, though. Leaning more on that fastball, depending on the fastball movement. St- I'll give him credit. He struck out Freddie Galvis the other night. It was a middle-middle 94, which is scary. But when he leans more on the fastball and doesn't fall so in love with the breaking stuff, I think you're right. I think we've seen the better version, the less drama-filled version of Will Smith. Let me ask you about the offense here before we talk about Snit and get you out of here. Um the boomer bust offense, which we said, boy, for a long time it was home runs or, you know, they couldn't move a runner. The extra inning issues have been there offensively. Ben, I was really encouraged against the Phillies, albeit in a short sample, the first two games of that series. They won without hitting the home runs. There were bloop singles. There were, you know, two out doubles. There was two out stuff. Like, I think you have to have a plan B if the home run ball is just not there. And that gave me a little encouragement heading into the postseason that they can do that stuff more when they're going to have to. Yeah, I think so, and that's going to be crucial. Um, I, I think about the postseason, and you know, think about what it was like in the first two games of that Philly series when you got Wheeler and Nola. Well, that's pretty much what it is in the postseason every single night. It's not, oh, we're, we're catching this team's number five guy, or this guy's got a five-and-a-half ERA over his last ten starts. You ought to be able to bank some home runs. You don't get that in the postseason. You're going to hit the home run. That's good news, and this team thrives on hitting the home run. And there have been stretches where they have been boom or bust. They, there have been stretches where they're living and dying by the home run. But I wouldn't say that that's who they are as a whole. They're a lot closer to that than they are not. Uh, but they have been able to manufacture some runs. That I mean that there's some you know powerhouse and go top to bottom and hit a bunch of doubles and drive in a bunch of runs all the time. Uh, but we've seen it. And seeing that in the Phillies series, they only hit two home runs in the series. And if you'd told me that going in, I'd have said, well, they'd probably get swept if they only hit two home runs. But they had a bunch of uh, runs manufactured, and they had a bunch of two-out base hits. And, and I haven't called a ton of postseason games. I've, I've called maybe 10 of them. But the thing that, that really resonates with me is every single night, both teams in a postseason series, it feels like they get lots of opportunities with two outs. And it's all about executing with two outs. Can you do that? To me, that's, that's the stat that differentiates the teams that advance from the teams that end up going home at the end of a series. Look at how many two-out knocks a team might have compared to the other one to drive in runs. And um, I, I go back to that 2019 game, uh, 2019 series with the Cardinals. That, that team had a ton of two-out base hits to drive in runs, extend innings, uh, crucial situations late where they came through. And uh, you, you've got to be able to do that. So getting back to your point about what they did versus Philadelphia, they did show the ability to do that, and that has to be there. You can't rely on a three-run bomb from Riley or uh, Freddie Freeman hitting a home run. That'll, that'll come. That'll happen. But more times than not, it's going to be Ozzy to the plate with runners at the corners and two down. It's going to be Dansby coming to the plate with second and third and two down. Uh, it's going to be a, a runner at first base 
uh, with, with one down, and you got to find a way to execute and move him over. Um, I know they're not a big bunning team, but you have to execute the small things in the postseason because the small things turn into the big things, and the accumulation of that is how you win in the postseason. So if, if they can do that in the postseason the way they did versus the Phillies and become more multidimensional and not just wait on the three-run home run, then at that point you've got an offense that I think can score and thrive in the postseason. And we got to see some of that last year. Folks, let me ask you a question. When it comes to dealing with experts, don't you know they've got your best interest in mind? Think about somebody in the medical profession as opposed to you diagnosing yourself. You would never do that. When, when it comes to insurance, I would think, yeah, you can go shop your own rates, but don't you want the professionals to do it for you, the experts? Well, I'm talking about the Rhodes Group. My friend Clayton Rhodes and the great folks at the Rhodes Group, they did that for me, and you should know. You should be shopping your rates or having pros do it each and every year because the rates change so much when I'm talking about home or car insurance. You could be saving a bundle if you have professionals like the Rhodes Group shopping for you. They did just that, and they saved me a couple of thousand dollars a year with home and car insurance combined. You can be the next to save a bunch of money with the Rhodes Group. I want you to go to their website. It's Rhodes-Group.com. It's spelled R-H-O-A-D-S-Group.com. Or follow me on Real Matt Land on Twitter. You'll see the link. You can click over and have them give you 10 quotes in 10 minutes at the Rhodes Group. Locally owned, a great bunch of folks who are professionals when it comes to finding you the best rates. Go to roads-group.com, have them shop your rates. They'll give you 10 quotes in 10 minutes at the Roads Group. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps it $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. And uh, they know that they can do it, and that's that's a good sign as well. well I love the fact that Solera shocked me with his ability to... to... Hey, wait pitchers out to go deep into counts, to go the other way. His two-out stuff, he had the big hit in San Diego, the, the two-out hit. He had the, I mean, the three-run homer was great. But Rosario the same way. So I think those two guys could play big roles. Uh, let's finish up by talking about Snit. Um, there's no manager who's perfect. Whether I criticize his bullpen stuff or somebody criticizes another manager for their, you know, their lineup, construction, all that stuff is on the table. There is no denying, though, his composure, level-headed, you know, the player relationship, like that stuff over the longest season in all of sports, it matters, and it mattered again in a weird year where they just couldn't get going for four months. You know, I, I think about this job that he did compared to the other three division titles, and this this one really stands out because of that last point that you made. And I, I can't imagine how frustrating it must have been for the first three, four months of the season, not just the, uh, the inefficiencies, not just the inconsistencies, but the injuries as well. And thinking, okay, how, how do we even, how do we get through this? How do we even get through the season? Because we're losing some of the biggest names that, that we have. Uh, and that is amazing. I, the way that I 
judge managers and general managers, and, and it might be slightly different than, than other people because, uh, like you said, I totally agree with you. There's not going to be a single manager that goes out there that is perfect and, and pushes every right button. Even the teams that win the World Series, their managers will make some questionable decisions. Uh, and if you're looking for an example of that, I go back to 2016 with the Cubs team yep. uh, and, and thought Terry Francona completely outmanaged uh, the Cubs in that series. And Joe Madden but, almost but lost Cubs that won. series by himself. Absolutely. Um, but they, they got it done. The scoreboard is what matters to me. Uh, and I look back on, and, and this is kind of a, a 30,000 foot view of this thing. When it comes to what Alex Anthopoulos has done when he's been in Atlanta, when it comes to Brian Snitker and what he's done when he's been in Atlanta, did the team get to the postseason? And I, I, and I don't care how, but did they get there? And if they did, that's the thing that matters the most. It's not the only thing, but that's the scoreboard that I'm looking at. Uh, and, and Snit has won four straight divisions. Alex Anthopoulos has won the division every single year he's been here. So when we get into December and January and it's why haven't the Braves signed this guy or why haven't they traded for that guy this doesn't make any sense we have a hole here I keep going back and saying well this guy's got a pretty good track record of winning the division the last four years that calms me down a lot during the hot stove portion of the season uh, but, but going back to Snit, I think it's the same way uh, are, are there times where things might not make sense with a bullpen or, or a lineup construction or, or a lack of a bun or something like that of course that's the case for, for every single manager out there but the grand scheme of things is he got a lot out of his guys enough to get them a division title and get them into the postseason. Now what can he do in the postseason? And, and we saw this team get to within one win of the World Series last year. So I have the confidence that he can push the right buttons in, in the postseason just like he did last year and hopefully win some more games. But that's the way I view it. And no manager is perfect, but we, we remember these guys by what they did uh, getting themselves into the postseason. I, if, if I mentioned Bruce Bochy's name, I'd say, is he going to be a future Hall of Famer? You'd say yes. I'd say why? You'd point to the three World Series. Same thing with Joe Torre. Same thing with Bobby Cox. These are guys that got their teams to the World Series, to the postseason regularly. And to me, that, that's the sign of, of a manager who's doing a good job consistently is getting their team to the postseason consistently. And how you get there really isn't the most important thing, in my opinion. Yeah, well said. So uh, I can't thank you enough, by the way. We've done this three times throughout the year. Let's make a plan. If they're in the World Series, we do a World Series preview to close it out. Man, I can't wait. Let's do it. Yes, we're brought to you by the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. It's kind of my go-to. I'm a little bit lucky. I live in Woodstock, so I'm right around the corner to downtown Woodstock on Main Street to see the Daily Draft, which I've told you many times, it's the ultimate sports bar experience, not your father's sports bar. You're talking wall-to-wall flat screens, self-serve taps, craft bar, chef-inspired menu. And with sizzling plays ahead, if you're planning on tailgating both this summer or this fall, maybe you're going to MBS or Athens or on the flats, or you're hosting a game night at your home, check out the Daily Draft's newest menu edition, the Tailgate Box. Yes, you can enjoy their wings, boneless wings, a couple of sides, a bag of popcorn, and of course, their homemade jumbo cookies. Now, these are pre-order only. You can go to the uh, thedailydraft.net or give them a call at the Daily Draft to get the pre-orders in. If you're also looking for a new place to grab lunch during the week or even order on Uber Eats, check out the Daily Draft. They have a great lunch lineup for only 11 bucks Monday through Friday from 11.30 till 3.30. Again, go to thedailydraft.net or you can check them out on Facebook or Instagram. The Daily Draft, a unique experience from the moment you walk through the door, a walk-up window to order drinks from the sidewalk, craft beer bar, pool tables, darts, wall-to-wall flat screens. You won't miss a single second of the game. Go check them out today at The Daily Draft. 
Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Guys, thanks again for joining us. We appreciate it very much. Thanks to Brian Murphy for producing the podcast, and thanks to you guys for making us your weekly destination. We'll talk to you next week on Welcome to Madland. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play, and we ride on them things like every day. Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming, and parties don't stop till 8 in the morning. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play, and we ride on them things like every day. Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming, uh-huh. and parties don't stop. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.